0: Core, 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 Core. Core. You are listening to Core, a show on Code Zero Radio that plays bands located in the Fox Cities, a show to find and discover new music, hosted by Andy McNamara.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fox City's Core on WCZR Code Zero Radio. If this is your first time tuning in, we are an interactive streaming interview radio show that airs on WCZR Code Zero Radio. We also have a YouTube page if you could be as so kind as to go subscribe. That way you can be alerted of the upcoming interviews. If um, you haven't tuned into Code Zero lately, you might want to do that. We've made quite a few changes. We're playing just a ton of Fox City's music and a lot of your favorite mainstream music and a lot of 90s grunge, which is because of yours truly. If you don't like grunge, there's plenty else on the station just tune in for 20 minutes. I, I think you're going to like it. I want to uh, bring up a special guest host that is on the show today, Mark Motter. <laughs> Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> Mark is the director of sales and entertainment at Appleton Beer Factory, and he's had a hand in bringing some really, really, really good acts to the Appleton area. So, Mark, thank you for getting up today and, and coming in and, and doing the show. Glad to be here. And you've got you've had some big announcements this week, which we're going to get into yeah. in a little bit. But maybe maybe you can let the the listeners know of um, the the first one that you told us about the beer the special beer that
2: oh yeah well we have our uh, pumpkin pie porter um and we also have the uh, WATL, which is the world x uh in knife throwing championships that's going to be in downtown appleton december 1st to the 4th we'll be doing an amber that is actually going to be sold at let up appleton tonight um we uh entered into a uh, uh, not necessarily a hard business relationship, but more of an in-kind relationship with uh, McFleshman's and Stone Arch, and we collaborated on that beer, and uh, we are now known as the Downtown Brewing Alliance when we do stuff together, which is a really cool uh, little piece that we've got going on, and we're hoping to do a lot more as we move forward, but that's uh, this is the first beer that we're doing with that, so...
1: Well, that's pretty cool. So I, I like the fact that there's more to come.
2: Yes, there there is. And uh, we're already actually talking on some uh, different uh, ideas for some of the other uh, local festivals that we uh, we're all involved in together. And uh, we've just we we've, we've worked so closely together that we just thought it was a time to kind of solidify that a little bit and uh, make sure people realize that it's more than just a, a happenstance that we're always working together. So. All right.
1: You ready to bring on our our guests today?
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Mark's going to help me ask questions. So if there's anything during the show that you want to ask, ask the band, you're driving. Uh, So my next guests, they've cemented their legacy as original music trailblazers with a decade and a half of boundary pushing sonic exploration under their belt. I'd like to welcome John and Zach from the band Iftikar.
3: Hello. Hi.
1: This is your, your second offense on Fox City's Court. It is.
3: Thanks for having <laughs> us back. Uh, it's our yearly appearance, I guess.
1: <laughs> and, and you guys have something coming up, which maybe right off the bat, let's talk about it, something coming up next week.
3: Yeah, Um. actually, over at Mark's Place at Appleton Beer Factory, um, Saturday, November 26th, Correct. is it? Yeah. Um. What's the start time? Over there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the start time is eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Right we've
3: down. got Disco Naps uh, opening the show. It's our um, yearly hometown holiday party. We like to do something around the hometown. Um, you know, in that holiday season. Um, it's just a low dough seven dollar show to try to get everybody to come on out, celebrate the holidays, and you know we don't play a ton of shows. Um, this is our first one in the valley since Mile Music, so. We want everybody to come out and um, you know cheer on the holiday spirit and all that happy crap. <laughs> Rock and roll. I know. I know.
2: We're really excited to have uh, you guys. Uh, we've obviously we work together a little bit on the side on some other things, but uh, having If to Car, I think since I've been there the first time, now that I'm thinking, yes, um, that we will have you guys, and you guys are always a favorite of mine. So we're excited to
3: have you guys on.
1: So you do the the holiday show every year. You get a lot of the same people that. But- kind of it's like the banner event for them every year and they come and kind of attend it every every time you do it
3: yeah i mean uh we've got a couple i think there's at least one birthday party for sure that we know of sarah athens um turns 35 and i I think there's another one i saw that there's another one so i mean our fox valley fan base is is not really a, a fan base it's a friend base that you know we've Known these people, we grew up with these people, so all these people coming out, um, it's it's kind of like a little ma- mini family reunion, more or less. And we see that every time we play in the valley, it's the same people. It's what's nice is lately it's been additional people beyond that, which is cool to see. You know, after all these years, to see the the audience still grow into new people. So you know, obviously. We're, we're doing something still that's resonating with not just the people that kind of feel like they have to be there, but the people that want to be there because there's something to be seen and heard. So uh, that kind of development over all these years is really cool to see, um, as, as well as, you know, all the family and friends from years past. So we're kind of building on stuff yet, which is pretty, pretty neat at this stage of our career.
1: And Is this the first time that the Holiday Show is at Appleton Beer Factory? Yeah, yeah
3: this is the first time we've played there. Other than, uh, you know, I, I think I did a solo acoustic thing there myself um, for the Moon Dance benefit. But we've put on a couple shows there. We Jam has, but uh, this is the first Ifty Car show there, as far as I can remember. I haven't played Yeah, so uh, there we go. Yeah, this will be the first one. Maiden Voyage. And I, I believe we're, we're. I don't. We're gonna. We're talking about trying to um, record the the show and see what we can pull from it for some sort of a live um, release. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, that's been in the works in lieu of doing a, an entirely new studio album, which is also on the horizon. We want to you know because the biggest thing about what we do is our live show. Um, so we you know, what better way to showcase that to people that maybe can't get to a show or since we don't play a ton than to have a, you know, polished live release. So after all these years we we're starting to drill down into, you know, really getting that done and maybe this is how we do that. So we'll see, one step at a time, you know.
1: Well and you know, Appleton Beer Factory has been just really up in the up in their live music game as Absolutely. far as like not only the people playing there but the the stage the soundproofing like it's really really been going up and up there
4: the beer
1: mark (laughs) how the beer (laughs) the
4: beer is always a good piece (laughs)
1: how much like how much work has gone into upgrading the the facility there so bands have a better experience as well as the the people attending
2: you know that was uh that was our big focus the first year um yeah, it kind of was happenstance that uh, um, I came across uh, Levi Bissau, who is uh, doing ninety um, percent of our shows now, um, and he's just got that room dialed in, and his his focus and uh, how much extra time he comes in and spends to make that room awesome is really great to see. And uh, we've uh, we've actually uh, started developing. Uh, uh, a really good friendship outside of the business, and we're working on a couple of uh, potential non-profit things that will be working with uh, uh, poverty-level or, or uh, low-income-level uh, artists to help them record uh, live audio, video, and everything like that. So there's a lot of cool things that are coming out of it. It's not just what goes on at the brewery, but the brewery and how much time we spent there. It's it's uh, There were a lot of great pieces in place that they put in place right before COVID happened, and then um, obviously got shut down for a bit and, you know, I got the opportunity to come into that beautiful space and, uh, just try and, uh, uh raise the level and like the, it, if you haven't seen a the show there, you got to check it out. Cause between Levi and Sierra, when they got that sound and lights going, it is, it's like being at a big show. It just really is. And, uh. We get, com- I get compliments all the time and I'm just like, I'm just the idiot that, that helps uh, <laughs> <laughs> put it all together. But the, these, uh, but I mean, Levi and Sierra are definitely the, uh, the orchestrators of that space and do a fantastic job with it.
1: So it sounds like Appleton Beer Factory, they've got a, a team of people that are passionate about what they're doing and, and, and really making things happen over there.
2: Absolutely. You know, it's one of my big things, you know, and I know John and I've talked uh, a, a couple different times about it, but uh, you know, well, with what great things we've got going on in the area around Milo Music and whatnot, we uh, we want to just continue that year round. And uh, one of the biggest things that we really try to do is uh, take take the ego out of the game. You know, it's not about us as much as it's about getting giving an opportunity to these artists to have a safe space to fall fall into year round, and not just. Uh, for that one weekend a year, and uh, we need multiple places in the valley if we're really going to continue to uh, uh, curate this environment.
1: So before you were handling, you know, bookings and stuff there and music, were you just a music fan that...
2: Um, so I've been a music fan my whole life. I actually, uh, uh a long time ago, back in 80s, I was, uh, with 86 or so I was with the Elton Boy Choir. So it started at an early age, went to the Soviet Union with them when I was in like sixth grade. And it, uh, was something that impacted me, uh, pretty heavily. And then, um, for about 15 years, I was, uh, um, managing for Best Buys all across the Midwest and kind of had, uh, uh, was kind of a fixer upper. So this was, a uh, uh, I got into the bar business about 17 years ago and then uh, managed my first place about five years ago and then actually was at Kelmus uh, and started to bring some music in there, which is now Pub 55 in Kakana. And uh, um, that's where I really got the, the bug for it. And uh, and and then I got this opportunity to come on as a partner at Apton at Beer Factory and... And yeah, it's just, it's a dream come true. I said, I, I literally live my favorite life every day. And it's, it's awesome to, to get a chance to do that because it's, for me, it's never about the money. You know, I take money out of my own pockets for some of these shows to make sure everything works. But uh, um, it's really about cultivating that and continuing to raise the music IQ in this area, which I think Mile music has done a fantastic job with. And uh, we just want, like I said, want to keep that going year-round.
1: Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. Here, here. <laughs> and so let's uh, let's talk a little iftikar. And Mark, you can help me here if you have any questions <laughs> sure. for these guys. The last album was Lions Sherry, you mentioned that you might be doing some some live tracks at Appleton Beer Factory next mm-hmm. week. If, if you get enough good ones, and then would you just continue to try to capture live tracks at different shows if yeah. you needed enough?
3: Yeah, you know that's. That type of uh, stuff is, is really Zach's bread and butter, his, uh, you know, his forte. Um, you know, I, I scratched the surface of it, but he, he can record, you know, straight from the board. So let's say, you know, the uh, Fox River House show we did over the summer, um, there's a lot of really good tracks on there. So what we can do is, you know, let's say we get some audio feedback or something from the apple's beer factory show we could put out an uh, iftikar live album and it could be you know some from one show some from the other you want to speak to that a little bit because this that's your world not <laughs> <Yeah. my. laughs>
4: that's something we've always tried to do and it's just it varies between like you know we get new gear and get new things and new toys to play with to to try to make it better and just over the years we've been trying to perfect it and just just finally, getting to the point where we're able to get some of those and the, where the, the equipment's kind of caught up to where like almost every venue has a, a soundboard that you can just kind of plug your laptop in and, and go right. with. So, we're just wherever we can, I try to get a, a good set and then try to mix it down and see right. what we can get out of it. You know? And the guys that did
3: the sound at the Fox River House is the same unit that is going to be doing the sound, Levi and the train station uh, crew. So using them again at Appleton Beer Factory, well, they know how we worked at the last show where we got a bunch of good uh, content from. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. I, I don't wanna sit here and say that the ABF show is gonna be a full live album. You know, that would be difficult, and then all of a sudden we're playing and we screw something up so heavily that we just can't use it all, you know? So we'll just take it, uh, you know, one song at a time. If we have to cull a bunch of them from, you know, each um, upcoming show, that's what we'll do. Um, if we can take, you know, full swaths from each, that's fine too. But um, I think the point is to put something out there, polished, um, to share widely. You know, we have a bunch of shows on archive.org, but those are recorded by us, you know, with just single mics and stuff like that. I think to be able to share something that is, like I say, like polished, that has the songs titled appropriately and all that, that we can share, um, that's probably one thing over our long career that we've, we've not done a great job at, is sharing our music in a way that gets people connected to the songs in a personal way. They're connected to us as band members very personally, but the songs themselves, they might know them if they hear them at the show but it's not like we start playing a song and one of our people is going to be like oh you know peru i love that song like so there's a little disconnect there and we're trying to bridge that gap
1: last time you were on we talked about albums versus singles you were a fan of the the album and the artwork and all that would you consider putting out singles individually of live songs if you Thought yeah. they didn't like fit well on an album absolutely. together.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. If if uh, you know we we go through the next few shows that we have, and there just isn't enough material there for a full album, we can release a song at a time, and that's part of the digital world we're in. You know, we you don't have to have a full disc or you know vinyl, whatever. You can release one song at a time, and nobody will bat an eye. So that's definitely a possibility too. Um, we're we're currently working on developing a bunch more new material as well so like i also said the the prospect of a new um full-length album is is a very real one too so there's there's a lot in the hopper as far as that goes um with with the approach we're taking now it's probably going to take a while because we're we're trying to dig into some um, sampling and stuff like that some new a pre-production type stuff that we haven't really done before. So it's, it's new to us. And once again, we're going to have to lean heavily on Zach because he's the tech guy and he's going to have to coach all of us along, including Kurt, who doesn't know nothing about nothing when it comes <laughs> to that stuff. And we're going to be asking a lot of Kurt because he, he's the utility guy over there, you know, he plays guitar, he's playing the synths. We're going to ask him to do some sampling type stuff. So we're going to need to rely on the people that know the best to teach the rest of us to bring us along um but we feel like if we can crack this egg um we're going to be able to just open up a whole new world of, of sonic exploration and we're looking forward to trying at least you know so we'll see what happens
1: well and musicians make a lot of money too so you'll probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably be able to really? retire once you, put out a, <laughs> once you put out a couple singles He should yeah. be able to take well, a couple of years off right uh, that sounds great <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when you were on last time, we, we talked about, uh, Mark, you brought up Milo Music earlier. Uh, we talked about last time how you played Milo Music a couple years ago, and then one of your shows got rained out. Yeah, You returned this year to Milo Music and, and played a couple of shows. How was this year compared to the, the prior year?
3: What, what were the
4: shows? They're all inside. So yeah, they they're, that's out. right. <laughs> we, we played
3: two. We played for Friday the and Saturday, right? The, the Paper Valley Ballroom, yeah. Friday night which was great. Um, and Saturday night, we were the last band at the Bent Keg, and that was Bananas. Um, yeah, I mean, no complaints. It was, it was another great mile. Um, I'm trying to think if, you know, you, you think back on these experiences and you're like, well, oh, what was the one thing I remember? And in your mind, they all kind of go together. <laughs> we played at the Bent Keg like three or four times for the mile. And any memory I look back on could have been from any one of those. <laughs> <sports>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because it's just wall-to-wall people, you know, and like, obviously you want to do your best, but you could play a terrible set and nobody would, you know, nobody would bat an eye. They would just keep raging. So uh, I don't think that happened. I'm pretty sure we played pretty well, but uh, I'm sure no, it was no, good. good. It was, yeah. yeah, it was, it was good. It, At the miles,
1: good. do you find yourself trying to network with other bands, or do you sort of just do your shows and move on?
3: Uh, I take advantage of the fact that I live a five-minute drive from venue, <laughs> and I go to the show and then I go home, unless I'm gonna go see some music, but um, honestly, and I, it's probably a wasted opportunity. If somebody heard me saying that, they'd be like, I can't believe this guy, you know, whatever. But we do so much networking through the WeJam business and the festivals we put on and all that, um if i'm gonna go to the mile to watch the bands that's what i'm gonna do i kind of just leave them alone um, more or less um porky's played after us at the ballroom so i networked with them by stealing some of their beer but other than that that, we were were good (laughs) let's
1: talk about we jam if if the viewers aren't Aware of Wejam? What is Wejam?
3: Wejam is a music production company that uh, me and Kurt started um, back in 2010. Um, we we produce events that we host all over the state. Um, predominantly, it's turned into festivals and larger events. We host the Moon Dance Music Festival, uh, a few flagship events down at Jones Park, Sky Dance, Soul Dance. Um, we just announced a winter festival with our friends Feed the Dog and Appleton Beer Factory. Um, that's called Ice Dance. That is in Green Lake over the first weekend in February. Tickets still available for that one. They are um, moving fast. They are so moving we'll fast. Well, <laughs> yeah, so basically We Jam was a, a thing back when we were starting to play a lot of shows as, as Iftikar. We decided... You know there isn't much coverage for bands like us so let's start something that helps us shine a light on bands like us and that was we jam over the course of 15 years um that kind of changed to we jam is this thing that produces and puts on shows so that's where we are with it right now in in a nutshell more or less
2: and if i can jump in Yeah. yeah you know one of the things that uh um, we've started to work really closely with the guys from We Jam, uh, Curt and John, and, and uh, Curt uh, and, uh, John and Jacob and who, uh, step back now, but, uh, it's been a great, uh, working relationship and, uh, giving, trying to give these guys a place, a uh, really nice place for, uh, to bring bands through is, is been a great piece, but also, uh, getting, getting our, our, our name out there into some of the different festivals and, uh, hopefully, um you know, as we get into we jam, or as we get into moon dance, I know we're uh, hoping to make a pretty good connection on that one, too. So uh, but yeah, we're really super excited for ice dance and uh, these guys, these guys bring in some of the best music that we see, you know, year round, and uh, we just want to make sure that we give them a, a platform for that.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, and Mark can speak to this too. But so much of the music business is about networking. And, uh, you know, if, if you're not at least out there, in a scenario like Milo music, at least shaking some hands and introducing yourself, um, you're probably missing out on a, a lot of things, even if it is just, um, a friendship. Um, you know, one of the things that we learned over the years is you keep running into the same bands, the same people. Um, and at first it's like, oh, I recognize that guy. And then it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Shake Shaking hand. And over the years, you become, you know, really good, close friends with some of these people because you see them at the same shows, the same festivals year after year. And it's amazing how quickly time goes by. So like Mark said to me once, he said, sometimes we're networking and we don't even realize we're in those conversations. And that, boom, you know, that blew me away. And he's he's dead on the money. So uh, if if you're not networking, you're, you're not trying basically
2: and, and to John's point I mean it's just it's it's one of those things that it until you get into it, you just don't realize how small the the, the music world is like yeah. you it's amazing how often I'll bring through um uh, I, I can think of a great example when I brought the stillhouse junkies through from Denver that played at the uh, uh, ladies of bluegrass last year we had them uh, the Thursday before and um, they came through and saw a poster we had up for side pony out of Nashville and and they all knew all the members from SidePony, and one of them was roommates with the other one. But th- I mean, th- th- those types of things come up so often, and it's just it's just interesting. Um, and you just never know who you're talking to, or who they're connected with, or who they're who who you have an opportunity to get in contact with. And that's mm-hmm. kind of I approach, you know, I I trying to describe what I do is kind of funny. It's, but it's, uh, I mean, it's just being open to those conversations and and realizing that you, you never know where that can take you. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I mean, honestly, that's, you know, how I think I became such good friends with uh, the guys from if because, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, we just we found ourselves in in the same world, and now we're we're figuring out how to maneuver that as you know together versus us trying to go against each other or anything like that. Because I think you know as I've as I said a little bit earlier, like for us to continue to grow as a music community, we have to be able to offer um, a lot of different options to to customers on a regular basis. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Do you feel that there is a lot of competitive competitiveness in this this industry, as far as people trying to like claim, stake ground, without going into details? Like, is that a, an issue that that kind of prevents um, forward progress?
2: I don't. You know, um, I, I I guess I don't I don't see it as super competitive. I mean, I know there's definitely uh, some individuals that I think take it a little bit more to heart, but you know, if, if someone gets a show that I don't get, it doesn't, it doesn't make me sad. It makes me happy that we can potentially have two really good shows at the same time, because I'm definitely going to be working on another show after that. And, you know, it's, uh, I just, like I said, I think it's it's so important just to break down the egos and understand that, Yeah, you know, once again, and I keep coming back to Mile, but what, you know, what's happened to the music IQ in this, in this area over the last, you know, nine, 10 years of Mile, it's, There were a lot of great original bands that were in the area, but you had, you know, maybe two places that you could go see cranky pats and automatic slims for a little bit, you know, Um, but now we've got, you know, six, seven different uh, places just in the Appleton area. And then you figure Oshkosh and Green Bay into that. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of options. Last night we had three or four really good shows astronomers with their record release uh uh uh, nicholas raymond with uh christopher gold and i think we had uh, cody jensen and then we had uh kelsey miles with kirk uh kirk on um in the poor town proper and then i believe gibson had a show last night too so like four shows like in a very short amount of time all original music which is it's It's really cool to see um you know especially in, in a in a community that was heavily cover music for a lot of years it's really nice seeing seeing that transition to some uh nothing against the cover bands at all but um you know there's something different when you have artists that are creating their own their own art and and bringing it to people and and the crowd is receptive and um we hope that continues to grow obviously for all of us to be successful So i
4: could
3: speak to the competitive uh question that you asked him and no frame it. <laughs> 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 and frame it in a in from a from a musician's perspective um musicians by and large don't have that competitive bone in them they're generally um creativity first that type of thing i think what happens sometimes is there's a rat race that is beaten into some of these particularly young musicians heads that they need to um, play enough to get signed by an agency or a you know um, a a team that's going to push them Um, and they have to tour extensively throughout the country now we've been lucky enough in our career that we've been able to create our own destiny. That is that we create the shows that we play, the big ones. Um, so we don't have to chase that around. Um, not, you know, we, we, we did the tour thing when we were first starting out um, as we were getting older and family started getting involved and stuff like that, that didn't work for us. Luckily, we were able to temper our expectations of the road and create the things for us that helped us find balance, so we could focus on being as creative as we could. So the connection to the music was still strong, authentic, and loyal. Sometimes you have these bands that come out, and you know they want to hit the road. And you're young, you great, you know, do that. Um, but sometimes you have this competitive force that comes from the outside, be it these agents that are whispering in their ear. Hey, you, you know, I literally had an agent tell me one time, um, I'm, we're not going to even look at you unless you play at least 10 shows a month. And it's like, I don't want to play 10 shows a month. I'll do it myself. You know? Um, so you, you, you have this, you know, I'm I'm not telling people to not hit the road and tour. I'm not saying that what I'm saying is do whatever it is in music that makes you happy and makes the music true. Don't sit there and chase um, an agency to try to get them to grab you and then make you go play some crappy coffee shop in Kentucky. Unless that's going to make you happy. You know? Like, if touring around playing these little places is going to make you happy, then do that. But don't beat yourself up over the next five years by trying to create something by hitting the road so mercilessly that it's going to sap every last ounce of creative energy that you have from your body. And sure as hell, don't let some sleazy agent tell you that you have to. I mean, that's a bunch of crap. So, um, I'm going to get off my soapbox (laughs) for now. Well, (laughs) just to kind of add on to
2: what John's saying, you know, the challenge is, you know, you have, uh, Um, some artists that play so much in the area that uh, unfortunately it takes away their value from as an opening artist when we've got some of these other cool acts coming through, which is, is the thing that's really hard to see because, you know, these opening acts or these bigger acts that are coming through when we want, you know, one of the big things I'm trying to do is keep that local piece going, but on the same token, you know, we we have to have something that matches sonically, but we also have to have a, uh, um, a band that's going to help them pull, especially for getting some of this new talent in. Cause this area is super tough on bands that have never been through, even if they're, they're really good bands that have been, uh, um, tested. And, uh, that's hopefully what we're trying to get through is get through that point and get people to realize that, you know, we, we have to, we have to give these new artists coming through, give them a listen. Uh, most of the stuff is at your fingertips on Spotify or, or, uh, band You know, there's all sorts of, uh, platforms out there to listen to them. But, uh, yeah, definitely check them out ahead of time. But you know, anyone who's followed enough music knows that what you hear on on that CD or that uh, digital down download now i'm dating myself but um, um yeah on the streaming versus what you see in real life when you get to see that band there's a dynamic that you're just not going to catch on the on the, listening to them and there's been so many times even when i'm you know even with some of the bands that i'm bringing through that i hear one i can think of about you when they came through with um, quaker city nighthawks and i listened to them and i was talking to uh their agent josh who i've worked with probably longer than any other agent from red 11 and he's uh he's telling me that this guy these guys are going to be a match and i'm listening to them like there's no way this is going to work and then they get there and they just blew me away you know so there's uh there's something to the the listening to him ahead of time but you also got to get out there and experience because you're just gonna you're just gonna close yourself off from music if you don't uh, take the opportunity to check some, out some of this new great music that's coming mm-hmm.
4: through yep that's well said
1: you know and then think it's a good time for band reaction. That's our (laughs) super, super, super popular segment where we play a clip from a past artist and we get your reaction. This comes from cousin Arthur, who was on the show last week. Let's see what he says, what he asks. Band reaction.
0: Band reaction. Hey
3: guys, it's Cousin Arthur here. I just had one question for you. How do you go about finding the best people to collaborate with? What do you feel makes a really good collaboration? Um, Do you think he's talking in terms of... um because, you know, with all the things we do with event producing, you think he's talking in terms of music specifically?
1: I can't speak for Cousin Arthur, but I think he was... <laughs> if he were I think, here. I think he was talking about, like, in a, in a band situation. In a like, band situation. Right.
3: Yeah, I think... Um, I'm going to focus it on songwriting and development within our dynamic. So what we typically do is... Um, Me and Michael, for example, we brought a new, um, he's the keyboardist, Michael Romanesco. We brought a new song that I wrote, you know, a couple of years ago. I wrote and put it on a, a demo and I brought it over to him. And what he did was then he puts a fresh set of eyes on it, right? So he says, you know, this would be really cool here. Take this out and go like this, you know, and then we get together and then we build a new song based on the combination of those ideas. And then we take what's left of that husk and then bring it into the rest of the guys. And then they add their layers um, for, for us, you know, bringing in um, collaborators for additional pieces and stuff like that, that'll typically happen at the end of that process. If we're going to have, you know, a fiddle player, come and play on a studio album we had uh, timmy mac from feed the dog playing a couple of, of one of our albums um so that'll typically happen at the end but the songwriting process for us happens in house and what we've found is that there are processes that work more efficiently than others and um you know there's just ways of going about it that that yields the best results in in the quickest amount of time because uh You know, we don't we don't have a ton of time to devote to, you know, all getting together with everybody's families and all that kind of thing. So when we get together, we need to be as as fruitful and quick as possible with it. So, finding those times to do it, you know, in the short groups, small groups, and then bring it together, um, that's working pretty well for us right now.
2: And, John, speaking of collaboration, don't you guys have a fairly new drummer? That's uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Well, fairly new. It's funny you should say that. This February will be Todd Van Evenhoven's... Uh, third anniversary already he played his first show with us february um i don't know 12th something like that of 2020 um right before the COVID shutdown. um anybody that knows us knows frank derringer was drummer for us for you know 10 years and um towards the end of 2019 he was he's he's always wanted to play guitar and be in his own band and um he's he's he had a million songs in his head and he wasn't able to flesh those out playing drums for us and you know we everybody kind of gets a chance to present a song so if he's got 10 songs in his head and he gets one chance every three months to present a song it's you know it's it wasn't doing it for him so um we made the decision um he went and did his own band and uh that left us obviously with an opening. So Todd Van Ivanoven, who's been a, <laughs> a drummer, uh, you know, in the Fox Valley area for years. He played with Digstown, and uh, he actually filled in uh, with Vic Ferrari for a summer. I mean, he's played with a lot of people. Anyway, he came in and boom! It's been three years already, Pertner. So um, and and Todd's great. He uh, he's so precise. He's got a memory like an elephant. You know, you tell him one thing, one slight suggestion, you know, like, hey, I think it'd be cool if, if we did it like this, you know, the next time through, boom, he's got it. And, you know, one thing he did tell us, which I, I really respected, if you remember when he first came in, he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to learn all these songs exactly like how he did it, but then I'm going to do it my own way. And we're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and that's what he did. And, uh, you know, I he put in a ton of work. Because we had, you know, by that time, three full-length albums, not to mention, you know, fifteen covers that we we're currently doing. Um, so he put in a ton of work to get himself ready, and then of course we had COVID, <laughs> so we didn't we didn't play much. But uh, you know, now so we he forgot it all and learned it all He again. forgot <laughs> it all, and, uh, but, but you know, he he's the type of guy that he'll take something home. He he wants the set list a week ahead of time so he can sit at home and work on it. And, He's very precise. He remembers everything, and uh, you know we're really lucky to have him. So uh, yes, yeah, looking forward to continuing this. This you know, as I was explaining before, this new type of sonic exploration that we're doing. He has one of those um, um, drum pads that has the samples and stuff like that. So all this kind of stuff is is new to us, but it, it's really cool. So we're excited.
1: It kind of chuckled a bit when you were saying his last name because my five year old's learning like mcnamara and that last name i can't imagine being a kid like (laughs) trying to remember how to spell that like let alone say it
3: (laughs) (laughs) vanivanoven i grew up with the with the cadre of vanivanoven so that's uh you know it's like smith to me (laughs) i don't think i can even
1: say that Uh, let's flip back to appleton beer factory i I noticed i really like your shirt john oh thank you how can uh how can people get hooked up with a shirt like that?
2: Well, you know, that was one thing that we wanted to do when uh, we started doing the music is we obviously got we've got. And actually, if you're looking for some great Christmas presents, we've got some <laughs> some great new stuff that came in for of the beer factory. But um, um, John's wearing our Apto Music Factory shirt. And that's uh, something that we really wanted to do when we started doing music. Our first show was uh, and I heard you talking about him earlier, Andy, uh, was uh, Brother or Brother. Um in July, on July 31st of, uh, 2021. And, um, uh, right off the bat, uh, I work with, uh, or we work with, uh, Drew from hype visual out of Oshkosh. He does, uh, all of our, I've known Drew for about 30 years and he does, uh, a lot of our, um, or all of our, um, design and whatnot and we talked right away about kind of separating without separating the Appleton music or the music that we're doing from uh the beer so we came up with the Appleton Music Factory which instead of having the sledgehammer in the middle we have the head of the guitar and it's worked out to be a really nice uh nice thing and actually speaking of that I can roll right into it it was really cool seeing Appleton Music Factory on um on um, the contract for our, our big announcement that we had yesterday, which was the Verve Pipe, which Woo! was the first thing. <laughs> so, pretty excited about that one. Um, and it seems like everyone's very excited about it. The tickets are flying. I don't think we've ever sold as many tickets in one day as we did yesterday for that show. And, uh, uh, but yeah, it was really cool seeing the Appleton Music Factory um, the, on the contract. And, uh, but it's nice that we're starting to get some traction there because we, do, we the brewery is such a great portion of what we do. And we really want that to be the foundation. But the music is very honestly, while we do some really great things, everything we do there is in service of the beer and, and continuing to grow that brand.
1: So That's a, a big score for Appleton Beer Factory and Appleton to have a band like that come to the area it's got to be pretty exciting for you as well <laughs> i
2: mean it's it was exciting and a little daunting and you know it's uh um and when i'm reading through a 20 page contract and i'm and rider and i'm normally used to looking at like one page front and back it's uh it there it, it was a lot but at the same token you know as once again we got to continue to bring these great these acts through and it just helps give us validity as as an area that we can bring some of these bands to, and to get them in a space with you know 300 people um and honestly the ticket price if you look at where when they play in bigger cities and stuff even when they're playing bigger venues they're getting forty to a hundred dollars per ticket and we're starting our first hundred out at thirty dollars so doug uh, uh, their manager was great to work with and uh, he really understood and took the time to realize that you know we want to bring this through. We want to make this happen, but we're also not a big market right now. So we, we have some other challenges. So they were great at working with us. Um, I'm, we're super stoked. I've been working on that one for about three to four weeks now. And, um, yeah, we are excited to make that announcement yesterday. I was probably Anyone who knows me about music knows how excited I get when I <laughs> start talking about uh, things we got coming up. And that was when I had to sit on my hands a l- little bit for a while, but really excited. We got to make that announcement yesterday.
1: So, well, and if people aren't familiar with the Verve Pipe, they had a huge hit with uh, Freshman.
2: 87 million hits on Spotify.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so booking a band like the Verve Pipe, is, does that kind of whet your appetite to, to get more bands
2: like it, that? Well, you know, and it, very, it really does. Um, there's some bigger ones that I've been working on um, that... I don't know where we're at with them but hopefully getting some of you know an act like this through will will give us an opportunity to get our get our hands on some other artists you know these shows aren't going to be you know, fifteen dollar at the door shows. These are going to be you know thirty five, forty dollar tickets minimum to make the shows work. But to get it to to get to see some of these bands in a space with three hundred people is just ridiculous. And it's it's an awesome opportunity once again for not just Appleton Beer Factory, but for the music community and Appleton and those fans. Like there was one guy who posted yesterday. He's like, I've been waiting to see these guys for five years. He was so excited, bought his tickets right away. But it's uh it's cool to see that type of excitement. And and I and as I was talking. Andy earlier before we started the show, I said, it's, it, you know, we do so much on trying to focus on original music and now to bring a band in that actually has other bands covering them is really, it's, yeah. it's kind of a, it just send a little shiver up my spine as I said it, cause it's, it's <laughs> kind of, it's, it's a very cool opportunity and, um, we're, we're excited and we want to continue to bring in great music and great bands to, uh, uh, keep this thing going. So,
1: and to keep it going, people need to support it. Absolutely. And- <laughs> We are talking about, like, I was talking about how I need to get out and see more shows. But I think it all starts, like, it's one of those things. People need to support it to keep it continuing and to keep it to grow. And I think it's great that people be able to see the Verve Pipe in Appleton and not have to drive down to Chicago or Minneapolis to, to see something like that.
2: Well, and that's a great thing to see, you know, nothing against the Milwaukee or Madison markets. But we're getting a lot of artists through that are just skipping and coming straight to Appleton right now, which is a, I mean from a venue standpoint, is really cool. And from a fan base standpoint, it's even more exciting. Um, but, uh, you know, on the same token, like I said, you know, the great part about it is uh, the amount of support that uh, I saw from the music, the fans that are there every time we have a show, um, that we're pushing it out and making sure people knew about it. It's not just the venue getting excited about it. It's, it's the fans that come all the time that understand that, in order for us to continue and in order for venues to us like to, to continue, you know, music has value. And, you know, I, I, I was talking with Andy a little bit uh, earlier and said, you know, Miles great and, and it's done so much, but, you know, our community gets used to it being free. Well, you know, we've got a lot of sponsorship for that that makes that happen. When we're bringing through bands through on a, on a weekly basis, we don't have that. So for us to be able to show value to the music and make sure the artists get paid, um, as and, and for us to still be able to continue to do music, we have to be able to be profitable doing it. And we've seen venues fold through COVID. Um, you know, we lost quite a few venues in this area uh, in COVID. And um, we're at the point now we've got, some venues that are really bringing through some great stuff, but it is definitely important to get out and show your support for these bands. Um, and you know, when when we're, we're charging ticket prices, 95% of that, what's going, uh, coming in on those tickets is going right back to the bands. And I know, you know, John has worked with me from a uh, promoter standpoint, bringing bands in. Like I go over the top to make sure that our bands are taken care of and they want to continue to come back to this. And sometimes to my own detriment and, uh, um, it, it, it's, it's it's an awesome spot to be in, but it's also, you know, you can only do it so long if, if you're taking money out of your own pocket, especially because, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not making money hand over fist over here doing this, so it's, uh, it's yeah. it is a challenge. It can be a challenge, but on the same token, I I've, I've you know I've got a, a dream for what we want this place to be, and I want to I want to continue to to push that as long as I can. So. Yeah,
3: it's it's funny you mentioned that. Um, I was looking at one of my Facebook memories just a couple days ago. And it was uh, 10 years to the day that we did our first We Jam Presents show in downtown Appleton. We had Roster McCabe at Mill Creek, which is now the Bent Keg. And I made this post, you know, thanking everybody. It was a like a near sold out show, I believe. And thanking everybody for coming out because we did a cover. And, you know, 2012, downtown Appleton, a cover? <laughs> Are you kidding? So, uh, you know, I thanked people up and down and I said, um, you know something to the effect of you know you guys deserve a, a bright original music and this was before Mile Music this was before all of that um, you know you guys deserve a bright and a vibrant original music scene and that's what we're gonna try to bring you and you know all these years later you look around at what you know the environment now um, we've come a long way yeah. and it's it's really cool to see and you know it, it's not just us it's it's not just my it's none of us are doing this independent of each other. It's yeah. a it's a group effort, you know, whether whether people know they're working in a co-op or not, they are. <laughs> And, you know, my favorite is, is uh, Ian
2: Thompson from Mile always quotes it as uh, an ecosystem. And it yeah. really is because if, if, we're, if we're working against each other, we're just not going to be able to get the job done. We really mm-hmm. need to work with each other. And, uh, you know, we've done some things to try and keep prices down where now we can, you can come in for any of our shows and buy uh, tickets right at the register with no fees and stuff like that. So we're doing everything we can. The fees, you know, those are charged by the ticket companies. But honestly, we use ShowSlinger, and they're very reasonable. Um, considering what they give us on top of that, but they also give us the access to be able to do the box office for no cost um, right at the right at uh, uh, right at the, the brewery, and uh, you know that's stuff that we're doing because we want to keep people engaged in music, and we're doing everything we can to keep the price as low as possible. But there's gonna there's got to be a price if you're bringing through some of these bands. You just can't mm-hmm. bring them through. They can't come from nashville nashville or or california for for five hundred dollars when you got four people like you, 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 it just doesn't work the math doesn't work and uh um so it's important that uh we just want people to realize that that's where majority of our money co- goes when we take those ticket prices is right back to the bands
1: so
3: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. it's truth Hashtag Truth. pound sign now
3: uh i i should Say at this point the the Iftikar Disco Naps Thanksgiving Day After Show. What is that called? Cyber Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the heck it's called is only seven dollars. Yes, and
4: that is Is a fantastic Small Business Saturday. Small Small Business business Saturday.
3: (laughs) Saturday. There you go. Let's support a small business. Us. Did only seven dollars yeah and
2: that's gonna be and that's like i said that's a great show and disco naps was uh we had three out of their first five shows were at the brewery so it's great getting them back with if Dakar. car um and uh i think that's just gonna be a fantastic show
3: and those guys have been super supportive of us anytime we're in the valley they'll come and um you know check us out first row hooting and hollering so we've wanted to get a show with them Because, you know, new original music bands popping up out of Appleton, you don't see a ton of them these days, you know, like new ones, Yeah. you know, like, uh, so seeing that, um, we, we wanted to make sure to, to get them with us on a bill and, uh. It this it finally worked out, so we're thrilled about that. Yeah,
2: and I think when we talked about the Iftikar show originally, I think both uh, we Jam, or the guys from Iftikar and myself, we thought Disco Naps right off the yeah. bat because it was just a, it was a great sonic yeah. fit, for no brainer. Show. Yep.
1: How would you describe Iftikar's music? And Mark, maybe you can <laughs> chime in too, because I was trying to figure out how to pigeonhole you guys, and there's just so many <laughs> different styles going on that it it's really hard to to like. I would my first reaction would be like. Of jam, jam rock, but it's so much more they than you don't that.
3: really jam a whole lot, that's the thing. Like, after well, your all songs are years, like seven minutes long, they are, but <laughs> but they're all constructed that way, like, uh, they're very, very little improv. Um, so it, it's fine if we're under the umbrella term of jam band. We are we're on the cover of a, a post crescent spread like 10 years ago, and the headline, Jam Band, it said, right? You know, it's like, well, whatever. Um, if that's the aesthetic label they want to put on, that's totally fine. I'm not upset about that, but, um, I would call it, uh, live electronic rock and roll is, is what we call it. There's elements of, you know, that electronic music and, you know, like I was talking about earlier, we're trying to incorporate even more of that, but at the end of the day, we're, we got the heartbeat of a rock band. You know, I grew up on Neil Young and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm playing a lot of the, of a lot of the guitar leads myself, and I'm singing a lot of the songs. So if that's kind of my background, that's going to bleed through a little bit more. Um, but, you know, obviously we have all the people, you know, within the band adding their voices. But I, live electronic rock and roll is, is probably the term I would use. As a matter of fact, we used to put that on our posters underneath oh, really? our name, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, Andy, I
2: know you'd asked. Uh, you know,
3: I, I would put that or hit the nail
2: on the head with that. I think John did. It was, you know, it's jam band is easy to, as you said, pigeonhole them into, but that's really not what Iftakar is. When I listen to them, I enjoy listening to their music so much. I've gotten the opportunity to uh, see them play multiple times at uh, Moon Dance and, and I'm excited to see him play again this week, but uh, they just, uh, it, it isn't just, they're not just up there jamming. There's a lot of uh, uh, construction and time put
4: into what you're hearing. So. Yeah, that term has been pretty much used to encompass everything yeah <laughs> I mean. like, there's so many bands that could you could put that label on yeah bluegrass to
3: you know funk yeah. you name it yeah. but that's you know if, if like I say I I know there are some groups out there that that consider it a derogatory term we're not one of them
1: whatever <laughs> is that a derogatory term now, I, I have heard mean? that
3: <laughs> I have heard that yes for many years wow. people get offended yes.
1: That's interesting. Cause know. You, you've had like bands like uh, string cheese incident. Sure. I mean, there's just tons of bands that, sure. that were huge and still are like really yeah. big, but so I, I yeah. guess I did not know. Yeah, that there
3: was. are, there's some bands out there that, you know, because there's, you know, Grateful Dead, the, the, the Kings of all jam bands who would literally jam for 20 minutes, half an hour. And then there are other bands, you know, more like us where the songs might be longer but it's constructed pieces, like you could set your watch to this, it's gonna be seven minutes and 14 seconds every single time, right? So to them, the, you know, um, insinuation that they're just up there kind of noodling around is thought of as an insult. And that's kind of what, you know, the genesis of that uh, thinking is, but but we don't subscribe to
1: that. If
3: anybody's talking about us or our music, we're like, okay, cool. (laughs)
1: uh you guys are going to be playing a song live today yeah yeah
3: Yeah. um we are gonna do um so we recently one of our our good friends nick clutter from the band pine travelers he passed away and um we when i lived in madison which is where nick and in the pine travelers are from um when I lived down there, me and Nick with some other guys uh, formed a little a band called The Nightmen. It was kind of just a fun cover band. And we just played one show for uh, for the Hippie Hideout year um, anniversary show. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that we did was a, a, a progression that Clutter had written that we just kind of jammed, you know, used it as a segue well after that show that song there that melody you know was just stuck in my head and all of a sudden I found myself humming to it and then all of a sudden I grabbed my guitar and then as I do a lot of times when I come up with ly- lyrics they just came out um, I didn't intend to write it in the way I did or anything like that it just came out so we're, we're gonna do that one in memory of our uh, our buddy Nick
1: can't wait to hear it we're gonna uh, play a song and then come back and John and Zach are gonna play through the the track and mark anything you want to throw in before we um no
2: just uh come on out and see these guys next saturday it's gonna be a lot of fun um we have a really really busy week with uh bridger on wednesday night um which actually this is the first time anyone's hearing that. Chris from uh, Arts Fishing Club is going to be playing with them that night, too, which will be a lot of fun. And then on Saturday night, we have the kings of the original music in Appleton, Eftikar, that are going to be playing with Disco Naps, which is, is sure to be an amazing
3: time. So Wow. It sounds exciting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of
1: course, pick up your birth pipe tickets if, right. if you want those, because they're probably going to sell out pretty quickly.
2: It's 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 looking like, uh, yeah, like I said, first day ticket sales was the best we've ever seen. and. And uh, I don't, and we haven't even put any money behind promotion. All we've done is put a little post on Facebook. So we'll see. And uh, but get them fast because those first hundred are thirty. Then it goes to thirty-five, and then day of sales uh, forty-five. But if we do, you no, know, not a lot of people know this. If we sell out of the tickets for the for the uh, beer hall, we actually have the tickets and we start selling tap room tickets, which won't get you into the beer hall, but still get you in the experience. So um, there's, you know, we can, we can sell up to 400 and some tickets for the uh, shows. So, but get the ones for the music hall, because that's going to be where you're going to want to be
3: at.
1: Zach and John from Car, you are hearing live music on WCZR Code Zero Radio.
3: All right. This is, uh, this is for our buddy, Nick. This is called The Wolf.
1: the car playing a live song here on fox cities Core. i want to thank mark for joining us from appleton beer factory thank you to zach and john from if the car go check them out coming up uh, next week for the holiday show at the appleton beer factory tickets are only seven dollars so they will be joined with uh, by disco naps you've been watching fox cities core on WCZR. Thank you. code zero radio thank you for watching fox cities core on code zero radio You know the drill. If you haven't already, if you could find us on YouTube, search for Fox City's Core, you'll be able to go through and watch some of the interviews we've done over the last three years. Please subscribe so you don't miss out on future interviews.
4: (laughs) Lost track of time.